0: Welcome to Soul Rising. We're your hosts, Amy and Erin. We're two everyday mediums who are passionate about taking the woo-woo out of spirituality and bringing it down to earth. So put the kettle on, grab a chair, and join us. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 50 of Soul Rising Podcast.
1: That seems like a little bit of a milestone. I know. I almost feel like we should have like a little cake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> little, yeah, we need to celebrate. Blow out our candles, make a wish. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thanks for joining us again this week. Today we're going to talk about altars. So continuing a little bit with the spooky season, but also it's it's not really just a spooky season thing. You know, we have altars all year round, but I thought it was an interesting topic and something. that I wanted to dive down into a little bit. So... I guess we'll get right into it. Sound good.
1: Okay. Let's do it. I'm ready.
0: What is an altar? So can I ask you when when you just to put you on the spot when if somebody said they had an altar, what does your mind first tell you? Where do you go?
1: I guess automatically i I think of um these things that have meaning to them. Um, and like, uh, for example, I have a little bit of an altar myself and that has, um, family pictures on it, some stones. So it's like all these things that have meaning and and symbolism.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So me too. That's kind of like where I was uh, going into the episode. So altar comes from the Latin Altarium, meaning high and also latin ad- adorle or ad- adorlier, adorlier, which means to okay. ritually burn or sacrifice okay so an altar is a sacred space or place that is used for ritual altars have been used for millennia in religious ceremonies so i feel like a lot of us will be familiar with that or even the term like we're going to the altar right like we're making us it's a ritual right but it's
1: well but we go to like i think of like yeah, Christianity, churches, yeah, right. right? The, uh, the body of Christ, and then you yeah. drink the blood.
0: Yeah, but I'm also thinking about like you know when you're going to the altar as a bride, right? And and then I, I was just laughing. Oh yeah. I'm like, there's the tradition involved in that, but there's also the sacrifice. So there you go. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, true. Uh, it's the da- yeah. A wonderful sacrifice, but yeah, um, altars have been used for millennia, as I said, traditionally. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm gonna put that in my vows yes right traditionally the site of sacrifice or ritual altar. Traditionally, it was the site of a sacrifice or a ritual. Altars are traditionally associated with making offerings to God or gods. So I thought that was interesting because in the last couple episodes, um, when we talked about the history of Halloween or the history of witches, there was that offering piece as well, like putting an offering out, right, with the pumpkin, with jack-o'-lantern. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, each religious tradition has their own version of an altar. I also want to mention when you talked about the fairy folklore and you talked about leaving things out for the fairy like it's just interesting how it's all interconnected and, and woven yeah um with the offerings and like native american indigenous canadian you know um indigenous just in general worldwide offerings right with the tobacco and and things like that so it's it's very cool to me um for example in the catholic tradition an altar is at the front of a church and is where the bread and wine are held as you mentioned um altars represent a way to connect with your spirituality Altars can be found in many places, including, for example, a Buddhist temple, a home, a garden, a yoga studio, and many other places. I love that it's, you know, it's, it's not just to be thought of as just a church thing. It's also not also to be thought of as just one little place in your home. It can be outside. It can be you know, a place like, say, Stonehenge or Glastonbury yes, or like just some true. sacred place for you that you go. It could be a little place in the woods where you go and you sit and that's your altar. It doesn't, ha- you don't have to have a like a actual pl- place per se. Yes.
1: yes. Well, I, I do have to say that um, there was a point and maybe I should still do it, um, but I felt like I was working uh, whatever we're on this podcast I can talk about it it's fine but there I felt like I was working with a lot of uh elemental energies and nature spirits so fairies automatically kind of came into that so I would actually leave uh like honey and little cookies out for for the fairies as like a way to just like say like thank you because I felt like we were exchanging energy yeah
0: Um, so your altar is an outer representation of your inner attunement. So it's very personal. And I love this because for me going in, I was like, an altar has to be a certain way. It has to look a certain way. It doesn't. It's a very personal thing. Um, I will kind of come up with, um, or provide you with some maybe examples of things you could use in your own personal altar. Thought. Again, suggestions. This is a personal thing. You can put whatever you want on there. Um, it's a way of honoring yourself by having a place that is solely yours and represents your ideals. Over time, just entering into that space and of your altar has an effect on your energy and your mood. Now, this reminded me of how many times I've shared
1: that, in a sense, like we've talked about, is my office a portal? I was just gonna say, I was yeah, I was just gonna say, Amy, like your whole uh, office. Yeah, the space my for you altar. with
0: radiance is very, yeah. Yes, because I've set the intention. This is where I connect. This is where I do my work. And I put things that for me are meaningful or beautiful. Like I fill my space with things that are just special to me. Um, and, that, and so it's become my altar. So I, I love that. But yeah. So just entering. Let's repeat this again. Over time, just entering that space of the altar has effect on your energy and mood. So, yeah, I think we all need a little bit more of that in our lives. Um, Marianne Williamson, quote, quoted, unquote, this, that which is placed on an altar is altered. And I love Ooh. that, right? So I think, the, okay, yeah. Oh, I got. Children. I know, right? I was like, whoa, I got to on that one." I think that goes back to like, remember we talked about like this is my dad's little leather pouch, and I put crystals inside, and we talked about how crystals, like it's our intention, it's that we feel they hold power, so therefore they do. Like we've infused it with that um, belief and that magic, and so I think that's reminds me of this, right? Like anything that's meaningful to you then becomes that's your intention it becomes magical it becomes altered do you see the did you just see the-
1: i literally was like i see all the orbs wow somebody's they've been like floating around like and as soon as you picked that satchel up too there was my like dad's some- and what do we talk about whenever we talk about
0: my dad the orbs come in but in the last couple episodes we recorded i didn't see any did you
1: I think I saw one. Okay, but that was just like. But I didn't see. Yeah, this episode has been more active. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. And I have pictures of people, right? Like I've got a picture of my grandpa down there. I've got a picture of my dad and my uncle. Um, And then this is where I do my work, right? And and so it's amazing. This is speaking about the altar, right? So this, an altar can be in, in a person's office if they want. It can be a little table in their living room. It can be in their garden where they put their like little special things. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's where I put my fairy food. Yeah, so even if you feel like, well, I don't have any space. Let me tell you, my office is a corner. There is a wasp flying around. Um, let's hope it doesn't land on me. <laughs> there is, literally, there's a wasp flying around the room. No way. I swear Get to you. And I really hope it doesn't land on me. Um, How the heck? I don't know. Um, yeah, because there's no, like, door down here, right? Like, it's a basement that does not have an it. It traveled.
1: <sighs> I hate wasps. Sorry, go ahead i love bumblebees but i love bumblebees great i'll i could live with some but wasps Mm -mm.
0: yeah if this becomes an issue i'll have to open the door (laughs) anyhow um i love this i love it and you know if you're somebody that feels short on space and you're like i don't have any space listen this is my office it is in the corner of our family room (laughs) okay we can make space i feel like you could even make a little altar in your bathroom if you wanted to on the window ledge Whatever you want right um, yeah so in the modern day an altar is often used as a metaphor for offerings um, in the spiritual sense an altar is a sacred space or place that is used for ritual so it can be anywhere you want how do I create my own altar? well um, usually just give by definition an altar is usually built or created on a flat or a raised surface so could like a table right something like that like for instance small table or shelf maybe windowsill like whatever you want it just usually is raised and not on the ground Uh, like flat on the ground I mean even if you had like a little tiny stool it could still be an altar because it's somehow raised a little bit keep the special space dedicated for its intended purpose right we go back to the story of my office and I only connect the spirit of my office so it's Mm -hmm. this is the intended purpose here and keep it clear and clean of debris and clutter Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because it's your energetic space, right? It's it's a that's it affects the mood and your your energy when you're in it. So even if it's a place, say in your living room, and whenever you walk past it, you're kind of getting you're almost infusing yourself with that intention and that um, energy. So yeah, it's a good idea to maybe clean it up sometimes.
1: W- take a little cloth to your things. Or- I love that you bring that up because I. I've been saying this and I've I've just been feeling it on an intuitive sense. But when I would, I used to, when I did it a lot, I, I still do it. Uh, maybe not as frequently as I should, sorry. But when I had people coming in and I did in-person readings, it was great because I always cleaned my space. But I also felt that when I clean and I declutter, I really feel like it cleans cleanses the energy. I think that's a way to really, to, to clear it. I don't feel like you necessarily, you know there's a lot yeah, of stuff, stuff. Too like, with
0: like yeah yeah. like yeah yeah but that's somebody's they want to do that like that's one of those things that I and I maybe this is um, controversial at times but, but Aaron and I kind of are of the same mindset in the sense that um, is it is it the sage that clears the space or is it the intention behind the sage right so um, you know just keep these you gotta always question and think about things right yeah um, Yeah, but it's so wild to me, because just yesterday, which I know is not yesterday for when this airs, um, but I pulled a card uh, in my Instagram stories, and, and gave the message in the story, and it was clean house. And the message that came through was, this is a really good time to declutter, clear the cobwebs, whether it is mentally, emotionally, spiritual, or whether it's actually physical. And I just shared how you know, sometimes when we're feeling stuck or stalled for me, I intuitively go, what can I get rid of? Right. So I might go like clear out my closet or the good old Tupperware drawer that you open and it explodes at you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just getting rid of something or even, you know, it could be, I don't know, going outside and raking leaves, right. Like just doing something in which you're clearing space,
1: clearing the space allows
0: is, yeah. other that may just be right here to, to come in. So it's interesting that we're talking about cleaning and clearing. Cleaning and clearing space. Yeah. So, yeah. So creating your altar is very simple. There's just, you know, it's just, it's said to be maybe raised in some capacity. Um, And then it's just really about your intention that it's a sacred space for you. That's your intention. And to keep it, keep it clean. That's about it. Um, Do you ever like wipe down your Oracle cards,
1: like the boxes or anything like that? I would uh, sometimes I I um smoke smoke clear. Okay. you um, cool. with like incense sticks yeah. or um okay yeah Yeah.
0: every once in a while I'll get the urge to like I'll take everything off of my shelf and there's a lot on there I just did this two weeks ago I took everything off wiped it all down but every but that's a good point because I think that's still like yeah yeah I don't do it all the time I would say I might do that every three months or something but this table here which I guess I kind of might call my altar um I I think the whole the whole area is but um I wipe that down as well just every once in a while more than Maybe my desk. <laughs> that
1: that's. Do you find when you do that, there's like a a, a in like the energy with reading? I do, and
0: it's interesting. Or I'll find that like all of because actually it's funny. The the weekend that I did this, I think it was thanks the weekend before thanks Canadian Thanksgiving, um, which was a couple weeks for us now, and I cleared it all out I actually reorganized some things in my office and changed some things around and then the next day there was an influx of readings like I, I think there was mm. five that came in the next day or the in two days and so for me I was like oh, okay like I don't know I just I've noticed that pattern sometimes yeah yeah yeah. Where I clear yeah something out and then it comes to me something comes to me so what goes on an altar well um, these, it's, again, it's a personal thing. So sacred to you items. For me, this is sacred because this was my dad's little pouch, right? So this is sacred to me. Um, or like this bracelet was given to me by a client. So it's become sacred to me and I keep it here. Um, so sacred to you items, you determine what is sacred. Anything that has meaning and significance to you that brings you good or peaceful feelings can go there. So it doesn't matter um, but there are some things you know that some people might say or these are again suggestions um, something to represent the five elements which is interesting right um as a way to harmonize the nature around and within you so some examples something from each of your senses smell a candle for instance. Um, taste, maybe an offering of some sort of food, like you were saying, little cookie or honey or something. Um, touch, something soft, a cloth, a cushion, something like that. Anything that's soft. It could be an example of that. Sound might be a bell or chimes. Um, and sight, add, adding visually beautiful things and/or personal items like photos of your ancestors. I think that's cool. And and I have all of those things kind of except for taste, um, intuitively behind me. So I might add something there, but I thought it was cool. I never really thought about them representing the five elements, but I thought that was interesting to me. Um, a statue of a god or goddess. Look over there. Didn't like like as I was doing this, I'm like, oh my god, I've already got all these things. The thing that really blew my mind was prayer beads, and and so over here, and it says hanging them on your statue keeps their energy sacred. I didn't even know that, and I've got my my. But you put that there, them. yeah, and they've been on him for a year. And so when I read it, I was like, oh, I'm already doing that. So if you have a little statue of a god or a goddess and you have prayer beads or mala beads, if you hang it on, it keeps their energy sacred. I thought that was really cool. That's
1: really
0: um, cool. Yantras. So these are geometric shapes and symbols or visu- visual representations of deities. I couldn't find too much information about this. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, geometric shape or symbol. I'm trying to think of what that could be.
1: I've heard that um with like uh candle magic. Okay. Um that uh for those that don't know like candle magic is putting um an intention in a candle and you can dress it and whatever you would like it to symbolize whether that's like um you know, abundance or love, you know, something that you want to bring in. And I've even heard that you can carve symbols in the candles like numbers, uh things that kind of represent what you're trying to attract in the candle. That's cool. and I've done that. Okay. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Um, oracle, oracle tarot decks come in as potentially things you could do, or that brings you joy. um Sacred text maybe the Bible, course in miracles. um Anything, anything that's sacred to you—that's a text you might want to put there. A journal or some special pens, maybe a place for you. to
1: Amy, your office is like the prime <laughs> the, the altar, right? Yeah, I know, and and I
0: never really thought about that before because I was like, do I have an altar? I don't think I have an altar. And then I was, I was doing this, I'm like. Yes, I have an altar.
1: I got an altar. I got an altar. Yeah.
0: So do you have a place in your house where like things are just there? Like, do you think of anywhere like that for you or will you begin?
1: Well, for one, I think Alex's space is his own altar. Because of all he has, he has a collection um, of things in there. So I I think that are sacred and, and yeah, to him. Um, and, uh, I, in, in our bedroom is where I've kind of made my office a little bit. So that is where I've kind of have my altar. I have things like this. I even bring them out sometimes. Like if I, like my altar feels a little portable, like, let's say I'm doing, um, like I'm in my, uh, dining room right now because Alex was sleeping and I didn't want to wake him in the bedroom. So, uh, to the podcast, so I brought things out here and one of them is my little crow candle that I have and I bring it with me. I bring it with me um, to just have that, have that energy around. So like things that I have in that little corner, I have like a little bookshelf. I've got pictures there. I've got tarot cards. I've got stones and I have um, this raven uh, as well as like a cat candle that I have, so you and do some- have. You do have an altar then. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it.
0: Um, yeah. So What comes after that? So with your intention, your altar will become a special sacred place where you experience your personal rituals, such as prayer, meditation, ceremony, whatever it happens to be. Um, And with this intention and these practices, or sorry, with this intention, these practices and what you do around your altar will feed your altar with powerful energy, which in turn will feed you so I thought that was really
1: cool. I like that a lot
0: yeah yeah I, and I just I think I'm just going to think about that more intentionally moving forward
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
0: like I think I intuitively was already creating an altar and setting that intention without realizing I would was but I think that when you are intentional obviously that like we believe intentions everything that's when The magic happens. So we'll see as I become more intentional
1: um, if anything changes, right? If any, I was just going to say, this is a really good kind of reminder for me as well. And uh, something that I just kept, I was like, I need to just like get back like into this like um, magical sense. I have to kind of, you know, because I feel like I've just been so much going on uh, and feels like it's time. Yeah, time to get back into the grounded, into the roots of it. Yeah. And
0: seasonally, that's really perfect too. Yeah. Just bringing it like, it's it's not as if we have to change life or, you know, like, I mean, we're busy, right. But it's about when we do do those acts that are sacred, just spending a moment to think about and set the intention about what it is we're doing or we're hoping. Yeah. For. Because
1: I don't know how you feel, Amy, and I know we're going a little bit off topic, but um, I definitely have been more aware and I feel like my mediumship and the beliefs that I have around uh, what what we do has kind of shifted in that I feel like it's very much, not that I ha- I've never felt this way, and I, I do feel this, I have uh, in the past, but it feels like it's more heightened now. Right. Um, that it definitely is more, it's very sacred work, I feel like, and that we're really working with energy that really we don't know a ton about you know there are things about spirit that we we don't we don't know and i don't think we ever will really know until we we transition and so i do feel like there is this respect um, much more that i have for the work um and not to say that i didn't in the past but i just feel like it's it's a little bit it's changed and it's shifted um, deeper it's and that it, it's deeper. Yeah. And there's more, th- there's an exchange. I know there's an exchange happens. It's just um, more like with me
0: cognizant spirit. of the exchange, right? Cause I think sometimes when you do this work and you do it often, it's just, it's, it's not that we like intentionally take it for granted, but
1: it's just like, it just becomes so second. It's like, if you were to do a job for so long, right? You're just kind of going on autopilot, That sometimes you forget.
0: And this is a good reminder for me too, because I have been thinking about the ritual part of my work, which I don't spend a lot of time with or in. Like I sit down, I'm like, okay, thank you, spirit. Like I do talk for a moment, but you know, I don't, it just kind of is an autopilot thing. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I think it's nice. And it feels like energetically aligned with the season two to go okay like let's spend some time in gratitude and like just actually like let's really think about what we're doing here that's a topic that's been coming up for me lately like Mm, yeah somebody said to me what you're doing if you really actually think about it and how quickly those connections are made. And it's like, when all the clear senses come together, it's like, I see this, I feel this, I I hear this, I know this. And like, in an instant, I'm able to give that message. They're like, if you actually really think about what you're doing, it's completely mind blowing. And like, have you ever really stopped and thought about, like, about that? And I was like, sometimes, but not enough. And I was like, you know, like, it's just about taking a step back and going, That's true. well, Like when I
1: first started, (laughs) I remember I would be like, "Wow, really? That's that's accurate. Okay, great. Let's." (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I still get excited with readings, obviously, but like, oh yeah, yeah. It's still, yeah. It's a good reminder to just get back to that place of whoa, like this is magic, and I'm so grateful. It's just
1: of like why you started, right? It's a good reminder to always, I think, with anything that we do, yeah. You know, go back and say like, why did you get started? You remember why you got started in this? Right, I I do remember.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? I love that. Yeah. yeah, and I love that we could use we can use physical, tangible things like an altar to express that right, and just infuse that intention in it. We can do that with anything, on it. Absolutely. and I absolutely love that. I'm like for whatever reason, I I'm seeing a car in my mind's eye. So I don't know if somebody like i don't know keep some special things you know like little doodads and crystals and things in their car like it can be
1: as simple as that really like but it's true alex has them we have in the car oh my god i'm i'm so sorry it's it's a they're greek they're beads hang on hang on okay i'm gonna look it up because i'm gonna gonna, greek beads uh combaloi yeah beads um and they're string beads uh unlike the similar prayer beads used in many religious uh religious traditional traditions worry beads have no religious or, or, or whoa that's okay they're like worry beads yeah yeah um yeah including relaxation enjoyment yeah it's uh to abort against bad luck i was just so gonna it's to say is luck. that
0: the intention is it like i put these in the car to keep me safe could be maybe yeah like, not like not being consciously aware of why one's doing that but maybe that's why because i think about things like in my car for instance this is this is a like a nice little story but my like i think it was probably at least 15 christmases ago I gave my dad this like it's it's for your like the your visor right like in your car and it's on it like an a, elastic kind of um stretchy a, elastic yeah. it is and then it's got a little angel and it's pewter and it says keep my dad safe mm-hmm. and I gave it to him for Christmas like a long time ago and after my dad passed I, I don't know how long it was like within that year, my mom sent it in a parcel and mailed it back to me. And, um, I have it in my car. And I, and I think about that almost, you know, being that intention of like keeping me safe. And I've got like, I've got a little dream catcher in there. It kept him safe. Now it's going to keep me safe. And it's also interesting, like, because my dad, so I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, but I've had to overcome a fear of driving. So it's only been um, in the last like five years that I have begun to drive, right? Like I've worked through that fear of driving. And so uh, my mom giving me those was at this around the time I was Working through this, and so Mm -hmm. I and and I've heard in readings that we've had with other mediums, like your dad is your co-pilot. Do you know he's in the car with you? Do you know like you're safe when you're in there? And I'm like, yeah, I do, because I've had to work through that fear of worrying about not being safe in the car. So yeah, I think it's 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 similar in the sense that you're setting your intention for something, right? You're, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I love that. I've got a little dream catcher in there too. Um, Okay, yeah, 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 hanging on the mirror. So. Yeah, I love this conversation. I love where it went. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode all about altars. And if you have any questions or you want to share anything about your altar,
1: mm-hmm. um, we'd love to hear
0: it. Please let us know. Send us a message um, on Instagram if you want to either of us. Um, yeah. Intuitive Rising and soul work w r w yeah um whenever i say that it reminds me of like because the way I, it's like W R K is because like this is so off topic but my grandparents i spent a lot of time with them when i was growing up and they always had dogs and um We'd have to, like, we couldn't say the word walk around them, right? Because they knew the word walk. So we'd have to go, we'd have to say W-A-L-K. And then the dog learned W-A-L-K. So I remember as a kid going, W-A-L-K. And the dog would, like, freak. (laughs) 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 Yes, I want to go for a walk. Darn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing is sacred. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. They learn. They're
1: smart. Yeah, they're smart.
0: Okay, so we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful
1: day. Bye. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And tune in each week as we dish on all things spiritual. Don't forget to like,
0: comment on what you would like to hear us talk about next, and subscribe.